in today's episode of Comments Over Coffee, we are talking about mistakes that YouTubers make. This is also our Nifty 50 episode. This is our 50th episode of the podcast. I just want to also take this moment to say thank you for being a listener. Um, This was a project that I had wanted to do for quite some time, and I just never got around to it. And I'm so glad that I did because, you know, we're getting a great response from it. Um, I know that a lot of people are getting value out of the audio version of what it is that we are doing here, which is really cool. And um, I just want to thank you as a listener for, you know, just giving me the opportunity to tickle your eardrums, you know, every single week with the content that I'm putting out here. So thank you for being a listener. And I hope to continue to keep adding value to you through this podcast. But like I said, at the beginning, um, we are going to be talking about mistakes that YouTubers make. And this one actually doesn't come from a comment. Um, I'm just using this 50 episode milestone as an opportunity to just kind of take the whole thing over a little bit and say, hey, these are some things that you need to know about because I see a lot of creators doing these things and I want to make sure that you are not doing them. So grab your cup tumbler mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you will learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. All right, so now we are going to get directly into the episode. So typically I have a whole spiel that I do about bestcreatortools.com, but we're going to skip that, check that out. You just heard the domain right there. But I want to get right into the episode today. And the reason for that is because in the event that people you know get distracted or something i just want to make sure that you hear some of this because some of the things i'm going to be talking about in this episode are really really important when it comes to making sure that you are growing your youtube channel so the very first thing that i want to bring to your attention is that i see a lot of people taking the wrong approach and here's what i mean by taking the wrong approach people are getting really caught up in little things that are happening on YouTube that don't really matter or don't really impact them as a content creator. What I mean by that is there are a lot of people that will spend time and efforts taking screenshots and posting, you know, screenshots on Twitter and posting them in Facebook groups and things like that about things like errors that are happening on YouTube to where maybe they're not reporting the subscriber count or the view count or something like that accurately, or they're kind of stuck in the weeds in terms of, hey, my creator studio says this, but then when I look at it on a computer, it says this, why aren't these things matching up? And at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter why those things aren't matching up. And the reason for that, just so you know, is because just a caching thing, because all this stuff is bouncing all over content delivery networks all over the planet. And because of that, everything has to sync up, you know, over time. And, you know, sometimes you're just going to see different things. In addition to that, sometimes YouTube is going to have errors. They're going to have reporting errors to where it's going to look like your channel will flatline or you'll have a day where all your metrics are just going to be terrible because of the problem that they're having on their end. But it's not something to focus on. It's not something to even waste your time on. Um, I understand the concern, like, hey, is something wrong with my channel? Is my channel broken? I totally get that part. But you don't wanna you don't wanna focus and waste time on that sort of thing because really it's it's out of your control. You wanna make sure that you're focusing on the things that are in your control instead of being stuck down in the weeds, messing around with stuff that isn't going to move the needle for you in any way, shape, or form. And really, it's not gonna make any difference at all with what it is that you are doing on YouTube. So if you are somebody that is focusing on those types of things or you are focusing on maybe some of the people in your comment section that are, you know, saying inappropriate things instead of just blocking them you go in there and you you know go back and forth with them and you try to fight it out you know or something like that i really recommend that you you know give yourself the 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 mental space so to speak 
and just step away from those from those lower items, those lower things that aren't going to make a big difference for you. Step away from those and focus on the things that are actually going to make a difference with what it is that you're doing on YouTube for whatever your goal happens to be. And that brings me into the next thing that I see a lot of content creators are not doing is typically you don't just go to the gym in a lot of cases. You don't just go and just say, okay, well, hey, I'm going to work out. Because then you go to the gym, you don't have any set thing that you're trying to do. You don't know what weights to lift or why you should even lift the weights or if it's an arm day or a leg day or if you should even lift weights at all or if you should just hop on the machine because you don't know what it is, like a treadmill or something, because you don't even know what it is that you're trying to do. So when you don't have a goal when it comes to YouTube, the same exact thing applies. Then what you're doing in that situation is if we take that from the gym to YouTube is you are hopping on the platform. You're uploading content. There's no direction. There's no anything that's going to lead you in the right direction of being able to accomplish any type of goal. And what that does is that leaves you kind of running in circles, just focusing on things like how many subscribers am I getting? How many views am I getting per video? Don't get me wrong. That stuff is important. But when you are focused on that without a goal, then you're really just running in circles in that situation. And you can become obsessed in a way over the numbers that you're getting on your YouTube channel when it comes to the subscriber goals and the uh, view goals. So, and, and I, and I won't even say goals because if you're not setting them, right. So, you know, when you're, when you're uploading videos to YouTube and you don't know what it is that you're actually trying to accomplish and you don't have a set in stone thing that you're trying to do, then it becomes really easy to go off path and start focusing on some of the things like I talked about before that don't even really matter because when you do have a goal, the advantage that you give yourself is every single time you work on your YouTube channel, you can identify, are the efforts that I'm putting into this, are they helping me take one step closer to what it is that I'm trying to accomplish on YouTube? All this time that I'm spending in my analytics trying to figure out, you know, how to keep people watching for a longer period of time, is that going to, you know, help me reach whatever it is that I'm trying to accomplish on YouTube? Yes or no? Same exact thing goes with if somebody reaches out to you and they want to collaborate with you. All you have to do in that situation, if you know what it is you're trying to accomplish, is you look at whoever it is that's trying to collaborate with you and you make the choice of, okay, this person's reaching out. If I do this collaboration with them, will this help take me one more step forward towards the thing that I'm trying to accomplish my, with my YouTube channel, short term or long term? If the answer is yes, then you take that opportunity and you do that collaboration. If the answer is no, then you don't do the collaboration. And, you, and when it comes to that, you got to think, you know, really big picture with this in terms of, you know, the network that you're trying to create as you move into the industry and as you start doing this sort of thing on a regular basis. Because here's the thing, some of you that are listening to this right now, Some of you are going to have big YouTube channels. Some of you are going to be people that end up going to conferences. You end up, you know, networking with all of these, you know, bigger YouTube channels. You end up, you know, putting things together um, for, you know, companies and things like that based on your YouTube presence or your online social media presence. So because of that, it's really important to make sure that even with your network, right, that you're looking at your network in terms of, okay, of course, I'm going to be a human being and I'm just going and I'm going to interact with people that, you know, that are that are cool. But outside of that, when it comes to making decisions about your channel, with those relationships, that's where you have to think, okay, is this going to help lead me in that direction? Yes or no. And another thing when it comes to this side of things is let's say that your goal is, um, you know, being a big YouTuber. Let's say that that is what you're trying to accomplish. 
instead of just focusing on your views and subscribers, because of course you have to get views and subscribers in order to become a big YouTuber um, in terms of subscriber counts. But one of the things that you should be focusing on in that situation is instead of saying, my goal is to become a big YouTuber, so therefore I have to make sure that I'm getting views and subscribers, kind of dig deeper than that and say, okay, if my goal is to become a YouTube, a big YouTuber, then what I need to do is I need to start thinking about what big YouTubers do. So when they wake up and they go through their day or just during the time that they're working on content and all that stuff, what are they actually doing? Like, how, how are they approaching this? Are they spending more time researching? Are they spending more time putting their videos together? Are they spending more time, you know, trying to work out collaborations? Are they spending more time working on brand deals? Are they spending more time trying to think of clever ways to bring attention to the products they have to sell? Like, like what is it that they actually do? And that even comes all the way down to the little things like, you know, how do, how do people organize their content, right? How you're, you're creating all this content. How do you store it all? comes down to things like that. It comes down to people having other people work with them in order to get things done quickly so they can make sure that they're focusing on the things that do move the needle. When you are thinking of these things and the approach that you're taking, you really want to make sure that the approach that you're taking is in alignment with what it is that you're trying to achieve on YouTube. But at the core, it's important that you know what it is that you're trying to achieve on YouTube because I know that there's also, you know, we have the one side to where there's going to be, you know, people that are listening to this that are going to end up having, you know, really large channels, really great followings, and it's going to be an awesome experience for you. And then if it's not already, and then there's going to be another side of it that is, you know, people that are, you know, just putting content out there and they don't really have anything that they're trying to achieve. And because of that, it's going to lead you in all these different directions and there's not going to be any focus outside of you know, just putting out the videos, which is a thing. I mean, there's fulfillment in that, but outside of just putting out the videos and hoping that you get, that you get some views. And I know that some people approach this as a hobby and that's totally cool as well. But if you're approaching it as a hobby, you should also have the goal attached to it. If you're a hobbyist, because in that situation, what you're trying to do ultimately is you're trying to grow a community, right? Because if you're approaching this as a hobbyist, you're sharing your love of something with other people that also love that thing that you do. And you're trying to basically just associate yourself with some of these other people that are into what it is that you're doing. So because of that, your goal, essentially, if you're a hobbyist, is just to share your love of whatever it is that you're doing with the world. And hopefully, the people that are going to be seeing that content are going to be people that also care about that thing. So when you go into your comments, you can sit there and you can talk about Star Wars. Or you can sit there and you can talk about, you know, audio gear or tech or, you know, whatever the thing is that you happen to make content about. You know, you have a whole comment section of people that you can have those conversations with based on the content that you make. So if your goal is to grow a community, just identify it, right? Say, okay, my goal is to grow a community. And a community doesn't necessarily mean how many subscribers you have. A community could mean 25 people that are in your comment section of every single video interacting with you because they get massive value out of the content that you're putting out. Like that could be it. And that's perfectly okay. But if you are trying to get to that other level in terms of becoming a big YouTuber or in terms of generating income from what it is that you're doing on YouTube, then approach YouTube like a big YouTuber. Start looking into the things that big YouTubers do in order to become and be a big YouTuber. And that even comes down to when you are making your content decisions or when you're live streaming, um, when you're on camera, instead of instead of broad or not broadcasting, but instead of recording your videos, like you have 10 subscribers and thinking to yourself, well, you know, I've only got 10 subscribers. I hope people, you know, will like this and, and this, that, and the other thing, instead of taking that approach, say, okay, 
I'm going to make this video like I already have 100,000 subscribers because when I get to 100,000 subscribers, like that's the effort I'm gonna put into this video because once I get to 100,000 subscribers, this video that I'm making today is still gonna be on the channel. And those people that are seeing that 100,000 subscriber video, some of those people are gonna be going back and seeing some of my old content as well. And I want this content to be as awesome as the content that I'm gonna be making at 100,000 subscribers. And if you're wanting to be a big YouTuber as well, think, when I am a bigger channel, start working backwards. If I am a bigger channel, how do I want my content to look? How do I want it to sound? How do I think that I'll be on camera? What do I want my scene to look like, you know, when I'm on camera um, or with that, whatever type of content it is that you happen to make, what do you want it to look like? What do you want people to experience and go ahead and start spending the time to do all of that stuff now so that you're already stepping into that position as your channel grows. Now, another thing, and I briefly touched on this a second ago, but another thing that you need to make sure that you're thinking about as well is if you're trying to generate income from this, then it's really important that the approach that you take is also an approach that's going to lead you into income. Here's what I mean. If you're trying to generate income and you don't have any type of monetization plan in place, then it's going to be a while until you generate income because you're putting out all this content now while waiting to generate income. You're putting out all this content now that could be going to work for you. And what I mean by that is when you publish a video today, right? Or let's say that you published your video for this week. Well, that video that you published for this week, if you had something in place that would help you generate income from that, that would not be based on YouTube ads, then you have one video out that is helping move you one step closer to possible monetization on your YouTube channel. But for every video that you put out that does not have something attached to it for you to be able to monetize in the future, then what's happening is you're putting out content that is not working for you on your behalf to get you to the goal of becoming a full-time um, YouTuber or not even becoming a full-time YouTuber. Let's just say generating enough money off of your YouTube channel to where you're like, yeah, this is like, this is awesome, <laughs> right? Like if that's what it is that you're trying to accomplish, it's really important to make sure that you have the mechanisms in place Place in order to do that. Same exact thing goes for uh, sponsorships. You know, if you're wanting to get sponsors, start, start prepping yourself now for sponsorships. Go ahead and get a media kit together. Go ahead and start paying attention to your demographics and start noting what's going on with your YouTube channel. Start thinking of who would be a fantastic fit on the sponsorship side for the type of content that you make so that you could, one, go ahead and start reaching out to them now and just let them know that you're there without trying to pitch them anything. Two, so that you can know who it is that you are going to end up working with in the future, or at least people that you would like to work with in the future, so that you can go ahead and start adding them when you make videos about their products and things like that already, so that hopefully you can create a relationship with them for the future. So when it comes to all of this stuff, it's really important just to make sure that you, that you take that approach to give yourself the advantage in order to actually make it possible. Because if you are trying to generate a full-time income off of YouTube or even a side income, you know, if you're trying to generate a car payment or you're trying to generate a mortgage payment or you're trying to generate a tuition or you're trying to generate investment money or whatever it happens to be, or you're just trying to buy a new camera, then it's important to make sure that with the videos that you're uploading, they're helping get you to that point. So at the very least, with, with nothing else, if you are generating ad revenue, 
I just want you to know that it's going to take a lot of views in order to generate like a lot of ad revenue. Um, if you are just wanting to make, you know, let's say 500 bucks a month, then in that case, you don't have to get a ton of views in order to make that happen, but you still have to get a decent amount of views. But if you have people going into an email list, or if you're doing a little bit of affiliate marketing with your content or something like that, what you're doing is you're giving yourself the chance to 10 X, 20 X, the amount that you would be making from ads. And that's extremely important to consider when you are trying to create an income of any kind off of what it is that you're doing on YouTube. So at the very least, try to drive people into an email list so that you can start collecting emails and you can stay in touch with people that way. Um, but so that you can also leverage that when it comes to sponsorships as well, because then not only do you have a YouTube channel with X amount of followers on it with an X amount of average view counts on it, but then you also have this other asset that you've been building on the side to help you generate income in the future anyway, to where you can also do some affiliate marketing through, but you can also leverage that as an additional part of your deal with sponsors as well. So not only did you go ahead and start paving the path for monetization by collecting those emails and sharing things with people that will add value to them, but also make you money. But in addition to that, you are creating that additional asset that's going to help you make even more money on your sponsorships as well when you get to that point. So the big win in that situation is that you've already seeded all of the opportunity through all the videos that you're uploading now so that by the time you do get to the place where you're working with sponsors, then in that situation, you have an email list that you can lean on to bring additional attention to the sponsors that you work with. Or let's say that you're thinking to yourself, hey, you know what? At this particular point in time, once I get to 100,000 subscribers or once I get to 50,000 subscribers or 10,000 subscribers, I'm going to create a product of some kind that I'm going to start bringing attention to. Well, if you have an email list, then guess what? When it comes time to start bringing attention to that product, guess what asset you have in addition to your YouTube channel of emails that you've collected that you can start sending emails to to let them know that you have that um, particular product that you've that you've launched that you're trying to bring attention to. So, you know, I, I really recommend that with every single video that you upload, that you have something attached to it to where you can make some kind of money, be it you're trying to get people into an email, be it you're um, trying to get people into your Patreon account, be it you're trying to uh, promote something as an affiliate, you know, anything like that. Just try to have something in place with every video that you upload. And another reason that this is important also is because you don't know what videos are gonna pop. You might have one video that you publish tomorrow or that you published two weeks ago that just starts gaining momentum out of nowhere. It becomes the primary traffic driver of your channel and starts bringing tons of attention, tons of attention to whatever it is that you're doing. But if only you had had an email attached to that or an email opt-in attached to that, or if only you had had an affiliate mention attached to that, to where you're driving people down in your description, you're letting them know in your video, I've got links, you know, the helpful links for you down in my description. Then in that situation, you know, you, those videos are getting in front of all these people and you have prepared for it, which would drive revenue immediately. But if you had not prepared for it, then you have this video out there that sure it's bringing attention. So you'll be able to capitalize on that anyway. But if it's, if it's not something that you have already put that monetization stuff in place, then it could be considered partially a loss, even though it's bringing you a lot of attention. So, you know, you want to make sure that you are doing that sort of thing. Um, same exact thing, like I mentioned before, if you're trying to get sponsors in the future, you want to make sure that you go ahead and start prepping for that. Make 
make sure that your channel looks good. Make sure that the content that you're putting out is brand friendly or family friendly. Um, make sure that you have a media kit that represents what it is that you're doing, um, you know, in whatever way that you're trying to represent yourself. But make sure that you're also representing yourself. If you're wanting to work with sponsors and brands in the future, make sure that you know who it is that you're trying to work with or the type of companies that you're trying to work with because depending on what type of content you make, the people that you're wanting to work with might mostly be people that are wanting to do things from a family-friendly perspective. But if you are there putting, you know, all this hateful stuff onto Twitter and you're saying all this rude stuff in your videos and you're attacking people in your comments and things like that, well, that could end up costing you those deals that you wanted in the future because you didn't look into it first knowing that, you know, that's the type of companies they are and that's kind of a general you know, attitude, a positive family friendly, brand friendly attitude is kind of what's going on in your space. But then you took this other approach and then it ends up, you know, costing you opportunities down the road. So when you prepare for some of these things and you take that right approach, then what you're doing is you are, you know, I, I, have, I have a thing on my, on my laptop where it says, do something today that your future self would thank you for. And what you're doing in that situation is you're doing something today that your future self, you know, be it a week down the road, a month down the road, a year down the road, five years down the road is going to look back on the you of now and say, I'm so glad you did that. I'm so glad that you took that approach. I'm so glad that you had the courage to experiment with that other video idea that you had, or I'm so, I'm so excited, or I'm so happy that you, you know, your, your future self is saying this to the you of now, right? I'm so glad that you, that you took the time to just sit down and, and map out what it is that you're actually trying to do, because now we're here. Or you sit there and your future self says to yourself now, you know, man, I'm, I'm so glad that you started collecting those emails, or I'm so glad that you started trying to network with these people because now you have this awesome community of, of other hobbyists that are really into this particular thing. And you now, because of the influence that you have because of your channel and because you have all of these relationships with all these awesome people that are also into your hobby, now you have the power, so to speak, or the influence to where you can actually just hit up some of the companies that you're working with and they're, they're thrilled that you get in touch with them and they send you products that you can introduce to your audience. You get stuff before everybody else does. And <laughs> you know, like you get those exclusive products before everybody else does so that you can make videos about them and, and it gives you even deeper insights into, you know, what it is that you're, um, you know, what it is that you're doing for your hobby or, or deeper opportunities, I should say, from what it is that you're doing as, as a hobby. You wanna make sure that the approach that you're taking, and I don't wanna sound preachy here, so don't, so don't get me wrong in this situation, but you know, I'm speaking from experience here. Like when I first started my channel, I had um, an email opt-in with my very first video. And the reason for that is because when I first came onto YouTube, the only thing that I knew at the time was that I was just trying to collect email addresses. And I didn't have any other plan besides that. I wish that from the time that I launched the, my current channel, I wish that I had somebody telling me the stuff that I tell everybody. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to have somebody do that, <laughs> to have somebody do that to me after I had about 150 um, subscribers, I think it was like five or six months after I had started YouTube, I had the opportunity to work with somebody who actually knew what they were doing, they had experience, and that literally, you know, changed my life, it changed my approach, you know, with how I was approaching everything it was that I was doing with YouTube, and, you know, because of that, myself now, I look back and I say to my past self, I'm like, man, all the stuff I'm telling you right now, I'm like, man, I'm so glad that, you know, that I, that I one decided to get on YouTube in the first place. I'm so glad that I had some of these things in place. I'm so glad that I mapped out, you know, how all of this stuff was going to go. And I actually tried 
to make sure that I was driving myself towards all the things that I was that I'm that I'm that I was trying to accomplish and for my future self, you know, all the things that I am still trying to accomplish as well. So, you know, without getting too ranty here, I just want to just say that, you know, with the approach that you're taking on YouTube, just keep your future self in mind and, you know, just make your future self proud in terms of taking the time to map out what it is that you're actually trying to accomplish so that you can make sure that you are focusing on the right metrics when it comes to everything. Because a lot of people will attach a lot of things just to a view count or just a subscriber count. But here's here's some insights for you. I have a friend of mine, um, somebody that I actually worked with for a period of time, and they had a YouTube channel, still have it, um, but they have a YouTube channel that had 30,000 subscribers on it. They got a six-figure deal, um, six-figure sponsorship deal. I have a friend here um, locally in Thailand, and it's a US channel, an English channel, but on his channel, he's got 25,000 subscribers. He's making over $300,000 a year through driving people to his Patreon. So, you know, the, the reason that I'm trying to make sure that you're focusing on the right things and that you're taking the right approach is because there's a lot of people that wouldn't even be putting the things in place that these people are putting into place because they would think that they're not big enough or that they don't have enough views yet or that they don't have enough subscribers yet. So it's really important to make sure that if you're trying to get sponsorships, you go out and you're you're sending emails all the time. That's how, that's how he ended up getting the sponsorships. He was sending emails all the time. He was going to all these different events um, so that he could meet the right people and start creating the right relationships that led him into, you know, led him into the sponsorships for the one with Patreon. Um, the same exact thing with him, except his approach was different. He was like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and just start, you know, letting people know that I have this Patreon now, let them know exactly what it is that I'm offering so that with every single video that he uploads, he would be driving new people into his Patreon account because of the specific value that he was offering or still is offering from his Patreon account. So that's why I'm trying to bring these things to your attention because the approach that you take and how you map everything out really dictates what it is that you're going to do. The thing that you might need to do in order to get where you're going might be to drive people into Patreon. It might be to start going to events around the industry, around the type of content that you make. It might be that you need to focus more on which videos are driving more revenue for your YouTube channel through affiliate marketing than which videos are just getting more views in general. So you gotta make sure that you know what you're doing so you can make sure that you're tracking the right stuff. So I just wanted to make sure that I, that I, I, I not make sure, I just wanted to take this opportunity to talk about this just because I see so many content creators getting caught up on the wrong things. And I, I really think that it's costing people opportunity because they're not taking the approach that's really going to make a big difference with what it is they're doing. And really all it comes down to is identifying what it is that you want and then mapping out a plan on what it is that you're that you need to do in order to get there and mapping out a plan on how you can track your progress of getting there and i hope you learned something today thanks for having a coffee with me get show notes resources and more over at comments or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode